Mel Tucker is out at Michigan State. He has been served notice of termination papers. Locked on Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We're brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown College for $20 off your first purchase. Mel Tucker will be fired next week. Also, we have our weekly awards coming off week three of the Big Ten schedule and our Tuesday tweets we always have fun with. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every week. Michigan State University has informed head football coach Mel Tucker he will be fired. In fact, uh, AD Allen Haller sent a letter to Tucker dated Monday, September 18th that the school plans to terminate him for cause. Mel Tucker has seven days to, quote, present reasons to the athletic director and the university's president, reasons that should they should not be axed for cause in this case. If Tucker cannot or will not respond, his firing will officially take place on September 26th. Now, many people have been fired. Maybe you have. Many people have been laid off, downsized, forced to resign. Have any of you been given a week to respond to said firing? No, probably not. You're usually escorted out the door or uh, given until COB, close of business, to clean out your office, right? Well, the truth is that a prior notification notice is written into Mel Tucker's contract, the current contract. And it probably specifically says that he and his agent must be given seven days written notice before actual termination. And this is the path that the university has taken at this time. Part of the letter states that the school is aware of various facts that have led to the unfortunate decision to terminate employment for cause. That cause would presumably include the fact that Tucker admitted to the actual events of a phone call with Brenda Tracy and that he violated the moral uh, uh, turpitude clause where he did not conduct himself professionally and ethically with integrity and sportsmanship at all times. This is what was in the letter. The school also stated that Tucker's actions, quote, brought public disrespect, contempt and ridicule upon the university okay now most likely the school hasn't learned anything new in fact if you were sitting here wondering well he was suspended over a week ago and now all of a sudden this letter comes out of course the hearing not till october we'll get to all that um most likely nothing new has come out uh from a week ago this is just lawyers speak an activity by lawyers a product of a week's worth of legalese really the school's counsel dotting the I's and crossing the T's in this matter. I mean, there's close to $75 million at stake here. So that's what's going on. Um, the termination for uh, cause letter, it's five pages long. Wouldn't that be a 
that'd be kind of a blow to your ego, right? Here's five pages of why we want to fire you. That ever happened to you in your job. The school sent it to Tucker and his agent, along with his 10-year, $95 million contract that he signed in 2021. All that just legal procedure at this point. Now, until now, as we just mentioned, Tucker has been suspended without pay since September 10th. That was following a USA Today story outlining alleged sexual harassment during a phone call, set phone sex call with Brenda Tracy, who happens, of course, to be a sexual assault victim's rights advocate, previously hired by the university to speak to the football team about sexual violence. She is also a rape victim. She says that the phone sex was not consensual. He said it was. Uh, Tucker and his attorney say that the sexual assault allegations are completely false, and he believes that this investigation is being used by the university as a way for the university to get out of paying his massive contract. Well, this latest notice by Michigan State does not stop the Office for Civil Rights case is still going on. That hearing, like I said earlier, is still scheduled for the first week of October, but they're not waiting around for that to get everything, get all their ducks in a row. Seven-day notices are just, uh, you know, as legal responses, that's one thing. But reality is another. And Tucker and his lawyers can come up with the greatest response in the history of responses in the world over the next seven days. It's not going to save him. He's not coaching another game at Michigan State. He will officially be fired on September 26th. That is definitely going to happen. This is, again, just all playing out at this point. And uh, just legalese and maybe everybody just uh, taking care of what they need to take care of so they can move forward with this without getting sued or losing huge amounts of money. Um, like I said, it'll officially be fired on the 26th. Then both parties will wrangle back and forth. Talking about the contract, Michigan State will say, hey, we're firing you for cause. We owe Tucker nothing. Nada. Tucker will claim that he did nothing wrong. And this is all about his private life because he has admitted to this phone call and things during the phone call. And he'll say that Michigan State breached his contract and he will want the remainder of his deal, which we figure is probably around $75 million left at this point. Both sides may negotiate something in the middle. Maybe, maybe they will in order to make this go away quickly and also stop the public humiliation for both sides. Uh, I think Michigan State's going to bend over backwards to pay nothing on this deal. Um, they paid out lots of money in the Larry Nasser case. I don't think they want to pay more money. And again, $75 million at stake here. They felt that uh, Mel Tucker, uh, the clause, the moral turpitude clause, he's out. And they don't want to pay him anything. That's what they think. More likely, this ends up in court, though. That's what I think. I think this will drag on for a while because I think both sides will dig in on this. But those words, moral turpitude, could be a big problem for Mel Tucker. And he might get nothing. And also, he might not coach anywhere else for a long, long time. So a lot is at stake here, if at all, uh, anywhere. Look, I've seen we've seen coaches come back from other things in their personal lives that got them fired. And you think, well, they'll never coach again. And you know what they do. So I'm not going to sit here and say that Mel Tucker will never coach another game again. Probably won't be at a power five, um, maybe division two. I don't know if at all, 
who knows? You know, he's uh, maybe ends up on uh, Nick Saban's rehab uh, coaching rehab program where you come in as a consultant for a year and then you get a job. A lot of guys have done it. In the meantime, Harlan Barnett is the acting head coach. And of course, yeah, as you know, he's getting the assist from former head coach Mark D'Antonio, who came out of retirement to help out the university during all of this. Their first game in charge this past weekend didn't go too well, did it? 41-7 home loss to Washington. Look, Washington's really good. I, you know, and I know things aren't great at Michigan State right now, and the team is probably rattled a little bit. I think Michigan State, or I think Washington probably would have beat them pretty handily regardless of what was going on. They're one of the better teams in the country. Spartans host Maryland on Saturday at 3.30. This is obviously a hot topic, a lot of controversy. If you want to hit me up on Twitter at TalkBig10 or also comments here on YouTube, we'd love to hear them. If you want to jump on and uh, always get back to uh, people on that. Um, we are going to look at some of the more positive. We're going to take a look at the players of the week. And by the way, Buckeye fans, hang on. I got something for you. Been paying a lot of attention to the Buckeye offense. Does anybody notice how awesome the defense has been? It's been historic. We'll talk about all that as we continue right here on Lockdown Big Ten. Once you be ready for the NFL season, it's already started, but it's not too late for this incredible deal we have for you. And uh, FanDuel is America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers can bet $5 to get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. And uh, now is absolutely the best time to join FanDuel. The app is very easy to use, and you can bet on anything. Point spreads, over, under. You know, sometimes you, having some luck with point spreads can be tough unless you're really skilled at it. Go with uh, just straight-up picks, money lines. Uh, over, unders are always fun. Is it going to be a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game? Maybe some player props. All that stuff is available to you on FanDuel. So uh, go ahead and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season and uh, you get this offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, so um, let's take a look at the players of the week around the Big Ten. Coming off of week three, there are a lot of things we want to mention here. And give some kudos to some players out there that uh, really did uh, a great job. Rutgers running back, uh, Kyle Monangai. He is the guy. A Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week. Scored three touchdowns against Virginia Tech. He is the first Scarlet Knight to win the award since Gary Nova did it in December of 2014. By the way, when Nova did it in 2014 in December, that was his second time of the year that he got that award. The first came when he led Rutgers to a victory over Michigan. And in fact, that was the first ever big 10 win for Rutgers against Michigan. File that one away for you, for your trivia this weekend, because Rutgers and Michigan play each other on Saturday. We're going to talk more about that tomorrow. We were going to talk a little bit more about uh, Michigan today, but then the Mel Tucker thing, and we got uh, coming up later on this week, more on Ohio state, Notre Dame. It's a huge week, huge week in the big 10. Looking forward to all of that. Uh, back to Manangai, he, uh, in addition to his three touchdowns, he rushed for 143 yards, 16 carries. That's a that's almost a nine-yard per carry average. It's remarkable. 
He uh, is actually sixth in the country in rushing right now. Elsewhere, the defensive player of the week of the Big Ten goes to Hunter Warler, the junior safety from Wisconsin. Nice job, Wisconsin, this weekend against Georgia Southern, the defense anyway, keeping you in the game. All those interceptions. Wisconsin had five interceptions and six sacks. Still scratching my head a little bit between you and me, uh, how Wisconsin had three interceptions in the first half and only scored seven points. Blows my against Georgia Southern. It was 7-7 at the half before Wisconsin turned it on in the second half and got things going. But of those five interceptions, Warler had two. He also had a team high in tackles with 10. He's had 10 or more tackles in three straight games. He also had a sack. So he is the second player in the country and uh, the first in the Big Ten to record two interceptions on a sack in the same game. So great job defensively by him at Wisconsin. The special teams player of the week that goes to Maryland's Braden Wislowski, the freshman wide receiver, got Maryland rolling 42 consecutive points. Again, two weeks in a row, they fall behind 14 to nothing to, let's say it, lesser teams. And then like a wake-up call happens, and then they just go on a tear. They've done it two weeks in a row. Very much against Virginia the previous week against Charlotte. Same thing. Uh, but he had a 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. It was his first career touchdown. You don't see 98-yard kickoff. You don't see kickoff returns like that anymore. It was an exciting part of the game. I know concussions, the rules have changed. They're trying to keep uh, players safe out there. But uh, nonetheless, there are a few things more exciting than a, a kick return for a touchdown in college football or the NFL. The freshman of the week, that goes to Minnesota running back Darius Taylor. Kids from Detroit. He's at Minnesota. And by the way, if this sounds like a broken record, it is back to back weeks for this young kid. This is an amazing. What a great start to a career. It was phenomenal. And then he made his first career start for the Gophers in that loss to North Carolina. Played so well the week before they had to start him. He starts, he tears it up. 22 carries, 138 yards, the touchdown, and a 25 yard reception. So back to back freshman of the week awards. For Taylor, you know, he ran for 193 yards against Eastern Michigan the week before. So he's the first true freshman gopher to rush for 100 plus yards in back to back weeks in 20 years. 20 years. This guy's got it going on for PJ Fleck. He's rowing a boat, as they say over there. All right, for a moment here, let's talk about the Buckeyes. A lot of attention has been paid to the Buckeyes' offense or lack thereof the first. Uh, game and a half or so there was the quarterback situation with Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. And why couldn't this offense start clicking? It finally did in week two, a little bit, and then just the explosion this past weekend. So that seems fine. While everybody was paying attention to that, I don't know if many were paying attention to the Buckeye defense because it has been historic. They have allowed the fewest points in uh, Buckeyes history in uh, in the first three games of the season since 1975. That's going back there. So this is a historic defense at this point. Uh, we're going to follow up on this a little bit more tomorrow and throughout the week as we get ready for the Notre Dame game for the Ohio State Buckeyes. But it has been incredible. And, yeah, let's not forget the offense because when they had their uh, 35 points in the second quarter Saturday, that was the highest scoring quarter in 73 years for the Buckeyes, what they did to Western Kentucky. So good job on both sides of the ball for Ryan Day and the Ohio State Buckeyes. And I would like to give you more of an update on Luke Lachey, the uh, tight end that will be in the NFL someday for the Iowa Hawkeyes. 
nothing new and official at this point at the at the timing of this podcast that we put it together. I was watching the game. It, it looked like a pretty bad leg injury. So uh, it was a right leg Saturday versus uh, versus Western Michigan. Uh, he is, as of Monday, officially not even on the depth chart. So um, they got their game against Penn State, the wideout game this weekend. And I don't know if we're going to see him again this year. I read one thing online. The hope is he get back for a Big Ten championship game. No, nobody said that. And by, by, maybe by the time this uh, airs, you catch this uh, sometime on Tuesday, we'll have more news. So we'll keep an eye out for all that. And I will uh, tweet it out if I hear it as well at talk big 10 number 10 so check that out again you can always follow us on twitter at talk big 10 number 10 uh you see on the bottom of the screen if you watch it on video the scroll we have a new website talk big 10.com that's the number 10 talk big 10.com so uh that's how we can communicate back and forth now without lachey and now it's all up to eric all who transferred from Michigan along with quarterback Cade McNamara. The problem is the presumed chemistry between the two of these hasn't really developed. It's not really there. Uh, All had one catch on Saturday. Going to need a lot more of that moving forward. So that's uh, the latest that we have there as of this time. But that is a developing story with the Iowa Hawkeyes. I want to thank all of you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day before we move on and tell you what's coming up next. Uh, also, since college football season is here, keep a lookout for Fridays. Fridays on this channel, Lockdown Big Ten, and all the other Lockdown College channels. This is like a, a broadcast that goes out everywhere, and it's live. Our Lockdown College Football Kickoff live program every Friday. I always contribute to it, always a part of it. Uh, but from 11 a.m. Eastern to 1 p.m. Eastern, that's when it um, that's when it airs. And then you can get the tape version of it after the fact. But if you want to catch it live, it's pretty exciting. 11 o'clock on, uh, on all the uh, Lockdown College YouTube channels. Meanwhile, the invite for you, if you haven't done it already, and over 3,400 of you have, subscribe. Hit the subscribe button, and uh, it's free. Just click it on. Done. And you can share, follow, and like Locked On Big Ten, and then you're automatically in. You're part of the deal, and you get these uh, podcasts as soon as they become available. Want to give you the week, you know, the daily reminder on that as well. And also coming up, we are going to do something I always like to do because it's fun. Tuesday tweets is next here on Locked On Big Ten. I don't know if you've had a chance to go to any games lately, or maybe you're going to one later on this season, but somebody's got to be in charge of getting the tickets, right? That can be a little bit of a hassle. It can be a little bit stressful if you're the one that everybody's relying on to get it done once you all decide to go. But I'm going to tell you about Game Time and make your life way easier. Uh, download the Game Time app, and you can buy tickets there to everything. Sporting events, concerts, comedy shows, theater, whatever you want. It is all there and you'll always get the best price in fact uh game time will credit you 110 percent the difference if you find the same tickets in the same row in the same section for less how about that it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country you can get these tickets in a matter of seconds so you can wait till the last second literally two taps on the phone you're good to go and then it sends it to you right on your phone so no emails no paper tickets nothing like that sent directly to your phone you can snag the tickets without any stress with game time. So here's what you need to do. You just download the app, the game time app, create an account, and use the code 
Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and the redeem code Locked On College for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. So, um, always like to do Tuesday tweets at this point of the show, at this point of the week. It's something I always enjoy. It's always fun. Again, follow me on Twitter at Talk Big Ten. I'm always scrolling through, following the schools. People are always sending out stuff. A lot of times it's humorous, sometimes it's cool, sometimes it's just something about, oh, that's interesting. I'll pass that along and maybe save it. So, I'm going to put them on screen if you're watching on video. Uh, right now, you can check this out. Here is one from at Daily MSU. Michigan State uh, players will have the option to hit the transfer porter if Mel Tucker is officially fired. And uh, it's a picture of Mel Tucker. And again, that's uh, that is something uh, that this school needed. Once a, once a school or once a coach is fired, the coach will be able to the players will be able to move on. Just like the coaches move on. All right, here is um, at big uh, at big foot Big Ten football. It is a picture. Of course, Kyle McCord came in. Uh, he's starting quarterback for Ohio State, but then Devin Brown. He's still going to play. Got his chance. Here's McCord giving him a, a hug and congratulate him. His first college touchdown over the weekend it was pretty cool. And here is at um, oh um, at uh, Barstool Big Ten, uh, the new quarterback. And Nebraska is back, baby. Here's a touchdown picture of uh, Nebraska's game this past weekend. Look, the situation here at Nebraska is this. Jeff Sims was the starting quarterback. He had six turnovers, and they got hurt in the Colorado game. And Heinrich Harburg came in, and it looked, looked okay. No turn, you know, They didn't turn it over like they did with Sims. Matt Rule said that had Sims been healthy, he still would have been the starter at week three. I don't know about that. I mentioned this on the podcast earlier. Um Heinrich is still listed as number two. Jeff Sims is still listed as number one on their depth chart. I just checked before we took to the airwaves, but uh, that's the latest situation. Here is at uh, Ohio State football, another one, largest fan base in college football, and a nice shot at nighttime of the horseshoe, all full, always very cool. And this is at uh, University of Michigan football. So it's got our leader back, and here's Blake Corum talking about how Jim Harbaugh is coming back. His suspension is over. He says, I'm super excited to have Coach Harbaugh back. It is going to mean something having Coach Harbaugh back on the sidelines. And they're all very excited about that. Their game against Rutgers is at noon this weekend. And speaking of which, here's another one at Big Ten football uh, right before the game this weekend under the light. New lights there. Now, this picture really doesn't show it as well, but these are LED lights. They change colors. They swirl. They strobe. They do everything. They can be blue and maize and gold and blue and whatever they want. They can put it out there at the big house, and it's a really cool atmosphere if you haven't seen it yet. So that's a look here at Tuesday Tweets, and always keep those coming. If you think of something amusing, tweet it to me. I might put it on the program on the podcast and talk about you. Mention your name on the podcast. I'd love that to happen. Again, thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen each and every day. We always appreciate you every day. Our next show, we're going to take a little closer look at Michigan and Jim Harbaugh coming back. And coming up, we'll do a dedicated podcast to Ohio State-Notre Dame game coming up this weekend. Very excited about all that. In the meantime, hit me up on Twitter at Talk Big Ten or here on YouTube with comments below. Don't forget the website, TalkBigTen.com. That's the number 10, TalkBigTen.com. Would appreciate that very much be sure to subscribe 
It's free, it's easy, and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. Now I invite you to check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything else going on in sports. Have yourself a wonderful day. Can't wait till we meet again. So uh, check us out and tell your friends about us. Locked on Big Ten. Thank you. I'm Craig Scheman.